Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence one stripe at a time. And now, here are our hosts, James Foxall and Wes McDonald. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. I am your host with the most, Wes McDonald, and I've also got our other host with the mostest, James Fox online. How are you doing, James? I'm doing well today, Wes. Thank you. Excellent. And I'm really excited about today's episode. Uh, I think that the uh, organizations in the industry right now are more important than ever. Uh, we're pretty lucky today. Uh, I don't you know, consider myself uh, 100% guest today, but I am the president of the MPSA, so I will be contributing. And we also have Brent Hoskins, who's with the BTA, the Business Technology Association, and Nancy Hammervik, who is with CompTIA. So uh, maybe what I'll do is I'll get uh, you to start, uh, Brent, with an introduction for yourself. And please be sure to share one thing with us uh, that people may not know about you. All right. Thank you very much uh, for having me as one of your guests. If you guys are the the host of the most, does that make us the guests with the best or something like that? So, <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, guests that are the best. <laughs> yes. I, my name is Brent Hoskins, and I do serve as executive director of the Business Technology Association. We are a 94-year-old association serving the office technology dealer channel. So one thing about me that people may not know, uh, Wes you got, and, and the rest of you, do you know the Merle Haggard song, Oki from Muskogee? Some of your listeners, I'm sure, will know the Oak from Muskogee. And the reason I mention that is when people ask me where I, I am from, I always tell them I'm the only person you know who is an Oki from Muskogee. Well, welcome to the call, Oki from Muskogee. And I know one other interesting thing about you too, right, is, and this has to do with the BTA, but how many years have you been with the Business Technology Association? I, I just find this fascinating. Well, I started here in 1986. So this is, what, my 30 fourth year uh, coming up anniversary uh, you know it's been great it's been my all of my adult career and this it's been really great to know so many dealers through the years and vendors such yourselves and I've, I've really enjoyed it all along the way so. and Nancy maybe you can uh, introduce yourself for us hi good morning everyone I'm Nancy Hammervik and I'm the executive vice president of industry relations for CompTIA and uh, since we're talking a little bit about our roots, I'll share that I am of Norwegian descent, but I married a first-generation American whose father was born in the town of Hammervik on a small island inside the Arctic Circle. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, I would be on a plane on my way there right now. We had uh, plans for this week to visit family that uh, has been postponed. So, so that's incredible. So you were actually uh, Hammervik from Hammervik. Yes, that's right. It's, um, it's from the 1600s. Um, on an earlier visit, a family member gave us a genealogy book that traced us all the way back to a Christian Hammervik from the 1600s. They were whalers that had settled the island. Mostly Hammerviks still live on the island. My uh, father-in-law was one of 11, and he came to the States by accident. He was uh, working on a ship uh, that hit a storm and he was injured and he was brought to the Norwegian Siemens Hospital in Brooklyn and never left. And uh, when I married my husband for our honeymoon, we went back to Hammervik and they actually rolled out a red carpet for the Hammerviks uh, coming back. It's really special. One day I'm going to write a book. 
Well, I think you should. I think there's a memoir in there for sure. That's absolutely incredible. Well, I, I don't know how I can top that, uh, but for our listeners, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Wes McDonald. Um, I obviously work for Tiger Paw Software, and I'm also proud to be uh, you know, a member of these organizations and a leader of the Managed Print Services Association. Uh, one interesting thing that you may or may not know about me um, is that I actually uh, did stand-in work uh, for a film called The Pyromaniac's Love Story. And uh, this starred uh, Billy Baldwin and John Leguizamo and a uh, wonderful actress out of the UK called Sadie Frost. And I spent uh, just about three months uh, filming uh, and living beside these actors in uh, Toronto. And it was never shown in Canada, and I think in only 10 theaters in the US. So, and uh, James Foxall, maybe you can do a brief introduction uh, for our listeners. Yeah, so I'm James Foxall, uh, President and CEO of Tiger Paw. And like you, West, I'm very proud of all of you guys on the phone today because these are three organizations that we belong to and have a great affinity for. I've, I've had more opportunity to work with CompT in the past. In fact, we've had them share our uh, main stage and my keynote at a big conference in Chicago. And uh, we've just done a lot of work with CompT over the years and excited to be doing more with the BTA and MPSA. We've been around for 36 years. You know, our job is to help people run better businesses. Um, people always ask us what makes us different. And I say, well, our software works and we actually give a shit about your people. I think those are the two <laughs> things that um, you, you, you can't take for granted anymore. Um, it's, you were right. It's getting harder to find a fun fact. And I was like, I've not been on a TV uh, or movie set, but uh, I love rabbit holes. So I've got a billion little rabbit holes I like to go down to. One that's been fairly recent is I don't do a lot of cooking, but when I do cook, I've got really addicted to cast iron. And so I went and sought out a, a, an old set from the 50s. Uh, you know, there's different different eras of cast iron pans and uh, different manufacturing techniques and different content, the, the metals content. And, and man, it just is a whole different cooking experience. So like if, if I was on a desert island, I'd want one good cast iron pan. Oh, you know what? That's one we share, my friend, because I have a cast iron uh, pan that I actually picked up at a rummage sale, uh, it was actually made in the 70s. I need to talk about these different areas of how they were made, the thickness, et cetera. And I probably use that thing at least uh, four out of five meals that I cook. Now let's, let's get into this. So uh, maybe what we'll uh, start with is just talking a little bit. Uh, we have a lot of different kinds of listeners and many different channels. So let's talk a little bit about what each organization uh, does. And maybe I'll just start with uh, the Management Service Association. So on our website, if you go to uh, yourmpsa.org, uh, you'll see that we provide community education and research and best practices to help you know, uh, organizations to actively manage and optimize their business processes and related document output devices. And our, our mission has changed over the years. And it's certainly, I think, uh, because of the COVID-19 uh, things that are happening right now is that mission is, is changing once again, but I'm very proud to work with it. We've been around for uh, 10 years. We're actually celebrating our, our 10th anniversary this year. And so maybe, Nancy, I'll get you to uh, uh, introduce uh, CompTIA for us. Sure. Yeah, so CompTIA just celebrated its 40th anniversary. Um, we started around 1980 when the technology channel was just being formed. Um, it's only had one other name, and this is a fun fact maybe people don't know, and that was the ABCD Association, a Better Computer Dealer Association. Oh, that's a riot. I did not know that. See, we're learning something new here. And yeah. it was actually formed by uh, five dealers out of the Chicago area that were looking to drive the adoption of technology in the early 80s. And 
one of the um, objections that they would get or one of the inhibitors to that was the client um, being nervous about who would service and maintain the equipment because they didn't have that staff on hand. So these dealers decided to script an exam that would validate the skills of a computer professional and A-plus was born. And that was our first in a portfolio of certifications. We're now a self-funded not-for-profit and we continue to be funded by the sale of those technical certifications. Um, we sell three of the top five certifications in the world, A+, Network+, and Security+, and they're joined by Cisco and Microsoft. So we certify about 350,000 a year globally. Um, we have an alumni of more than 2 million CompTIA certified that have at least one certification. And the revenues, a portion of that, goes towards the association um, and our members, and our mission is to advance the global technology industry. Yeah, I love what you guys do. And uh, I know that uh, I was involved with one of the trust marks um, that you guys offer, the Managed Print Trust Mark, and had the honor to serve uh, both for the Managed Print community when that existed, and then again for Technology Lifecycle Services. And uh, you guys are just doing phenomenal work out there. Thank you, Wes. You're still a great member and partner. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And I think as well, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are the largest not-for-profit in the world. Am I correct in that? or did We I? are. We are the largest global trade association for the technology industry. So we have about 2,000 corporate members, and that means um, Tigerport is a member. Every employee can get a unique login and leverage the resources in the member portal. Um, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, you know, vendors, distributors, uh, and the partners are all members alike, and there's about 2,000 corporate members. But about seven years ago, we opened up a lot of our digital content to a, a digital experience uh, for those that wanted to consume our research, insight, and that's a registered user. And we now have about 265,000 individuals that have a digital membership with CompTIA. You know, what I found really neat, I can remember when, you know, that was kind of happening is that you actually have two membership levels. One, you know, you do keep a certain number of resources free and available for everyone out there, which I think is phenomenal. And then also, you know, paid memberships for, you know, additional value. And you guys have really kind of led the world in how uh, some of those memberships are changing, right? 95% so of our revenues come from the certifications. We're not driven by sponsorships or membership revenue. And we sat around thinking if our mission is to advance the industry and we're only sharing our resources with those that are paying members, we're only impacting that that piece of the pie. So we decided to open it up so we could be a little bit truer to our mission. Yeah, so, that. and uh, that. and what is your website for those that can uh, that can look? CompTIA.org, C-O-M-P-T-I-A.org. Awesome. And uh, Brent, now on to you for the Business Technology Association. I'll lead into this with saying that uh, for me personally, I came into the managed print services world uh, from the internet, you know, vertical, right? So I was running data centers and internet service providers in Vancouver and Calgary. And I knew nothing about managed print when I first got into it. And working with the BTA through all those years was really my uh, boot camp and continuing education. So thank you for that. And uh, now I'll let you uh, talk a little bit about all right. the BTA. That's, that's awesome. Awesome. Thank you for the, the, the kind testimonial there on the value of BTA uh, in your career. Uh, as I mentioned, BTA has been around for 94 years. I mean, it just seems crazy, doesn't it? It was founded in 1926 here in Kansas City, Missouri, where I am today. We were founded as the National uh, Typewriter Dealers Association. 
We later became the, night type, or the National Typewriter and Office Machine Dealers Association, and we dropped typewriters, and for 50 years we were NAMDA that I mentioned earlier. A lot of people in the industry will know us as NAMDA. But in 1994, uh, we became the Business Technology Association. Incidentally, uh, I do remember ABCD, so I guess my 34 years here, I you know, stored that in my memory bank. I didn't realize, Nancy, that it had become uh, CompTIA, but uh, you know, I, do, I do remember the company name. Um, from the beginning, uh, BTA has been governed by independent office technology dealers. In fact, it was uh, founded again, you know, by typewriter dealers who came together and decided that, um, you know, there's strength in numbers and that uh, if they could uh, uh, work together and help one another, then they could strengthen, strengthen the channel. And here we are all these years later, and that's still the case with the association. Through the years, have evolved to, to serve the needs of the time, but uh, we currently have about 55 member benefits uh, listed on, on the website that people can take advantage of, members can take advantage of. And one of them that's kind of on my mind right now that's because we're right in the midst of it is uh, the BTA Scholarship Foundation. BTA has uh, given away scholarships since the late 1960s, actually. We've given away $1.4 million since the 1984-85 school year. Yeah, and I think you raise a good thing there, Brent. The MPSA, uh, the BTA, and CompTIA, and our commitment to giving back to the community at large, right? Yeah, we um, actually have a foundation creating IT futures that's focused on helping the at-risk and underserved get jobs in IT. It also brings great diversity to our industry, which is so important um, for innovation. So we have an entire um, organization dedicated to that. But as you know, West, we have about 15 communities and councils now that are all member-led and run. Some of them are geographic. So we have an ANZ for Australia and New Zealand. We have one in the UK, Canada. We just launched one this year in Benelux. Then a host of emerging tech councils as well. And they're appointed uh, with thought leaders. But each of those councils and communities are given $10,000 to benefit the charity of their choice um, that helps the workforce or industry. So collectively, that's $150,000 a year um, that the members can um, share with organizations that are important to them. I love it. And, you know, this whole idea of support and mentorship and drawing people uh, into technology. I myself started in the technology world. I went to university uh, for English and psychology. I had nothing to do with this space. But yeah. thanks to, uh, you know, the mentorship of some really important people early in my career, you know, this is where I am today and I, I would never turn back, right? Yeah, I agree. Same for me. All of our organizations have done a fantastic job in, in good times and lean times and helping organizations uh, both to better their own businesses and to give more back to, you know, the communities at large. But we certainly are not in a time of business as usual right now. Maybe what I can do is I'll get everyone to share just a couple of things. And I want to frame this in two ways. One, a couple of things that you feel are so important for dealers to consider about uh, your organization today and then also post-pandemic. One of the things I can say that certainly for today, you know, what we've been proud of at the Managed Print Service Association, we are uh, completely driven by membership from, from people providing managed print services, if those are dealers or if they are OEMs or software providers like Tigerpaw. And we actually every year have an awards ceremony to celebrate uh, some of the victories and some of the contributions uh, that members are making in the channel. And we're in a judging process right now for you know, our awards. I'd say the second thing that 
you know, I'm really proud of is the fact that we have expanded into global membership. So we have uh, members from Europe. We have members from Australia, obviously with myself from uh, Canada uh, and the U.S. Um, because we realize that there are so many things that we can learn from organizations in, in different countries that are doing things a little bit differently. Uh, and to be able to make sure that we're all benefiting from those things, right? I'd say into the future, you know, once we get past this pandemic, which, you know, we're starting to see openings in states, um, and I guess that's another uh, episode of a podcast to determine uh, what the right approach to that is. Everyone seems to have a different opinion. Well, I agree with that, Wes. One of the things that we actually have coming up that we're proud of is to not uh, sort of prop ourselves up on where we've been, but to look towards the future of what uh, dealers are going to be doing. We are looking at new business modeling for how print's delivered, and I think with all the remote workers and everything else, that that's going to look quite different. Uh, Brent, maybe I'll let you need the, the next one. Well, very good. Right now, of course, the focus is related to the pandemic, right? So we came back from the BTA Southeast event, or actually while I was there in early March in Orlando, uh, you know, things started to get serious. We, we were, we'd heard about the coronavirus, uh, immediately um, kind of organized ourselves to figure out what we could do for the, the dealer channel, our member membership. So we established a page on our website, the BTA COVID-19 member resources page, and that page has continued to evolve uh, since early March when it was set up. Initially, we were posting, they're still there, but we were posting a lot of documents related to like the CARES Act and the Paycheck Protection Program. We've done a number of webinars uh, since then. We usually just do one a month. BTA has the Building My Business webinar series that started back in January of 2008. We do one a month, but since early March, we've we've got eight uh, webinars, links to webinars that are posted on that uh, resources page, so be, members can can um, you know listen to those at their convenience. Uh, of course, we had a you know great attendance for the live versions of those webinars. To date, I was looking, we've we've had um, 4,200 people view the webinars that are there now. And so what we've been doing every week for the past uh, six weeks is emailing our members questions that were submitted to us by dealers. Today, I was looking yesterday, we've got uh, 45 questions that's specifically related to dealing in this environment uh, with a pandemic. So I think that's been a, been a good benefit for our members, and I've got some positive feedback on that. One of the things I decided to launch related pandemic just in the last few days, and we'll see where this goes, but I'm very excited about it and optimistic about it. But we've launched something that's called the Dealers Helping Dealers Discussion Groups, where dealers can participate in regularly scheduled conference calls with other dealers to engage in dialogue about how they're addressing the challenges you know, related to the pandemic. Got to think there's a lot of other dealers out there that may or may not be in a group where they can share engage in dialogue with non-competing dealers. As far as after the pandemic, I guess the message to dealers would be this, you know, not losing sight of the fact that BTA has been here for the dealer channel for all of these years. You know, post-pandemic, dealers should know that BTA will be here for them just as it has for these 94 years. And an association to guide them and support them and offer them, you know, information that will help them in their businesses. And so as long as there's a dealer channel, uh, there will be an association. And, of course, I think both will endure for decades into the future. That's a really strong, you know, message, right? That although we are going through troubling times right now, uh, when you have a history and a pedigree, as long as you have, as long as the organization has, is that we've moved through it, right? Uh, James, I know that you've yeah. shared stories with me as well, even for Tiger Paw, you know, 36 years, the things that you've seen going through this. And I do just want to highlight this for a second, because the adaption of a company, Tiger Paw, belonging to these three organizations, always looking for new ways to, to do things, that's got to be a big part of, you know, 
know, the survival and the growth um, and the expansion, you know, throughout all those years, right? Yeah, you know, we one of our core values at Tiger Paw is always evolving. And when people ask me about how do we survive 36 years, I think that's that is our core is we're survivors and we evolve. And one of the things that I've recently realized is I've done a poor job in the last few years of sharing a lot of those painful stories. Like what everybody's going through with COVID right now, I encourage people to keep a journal, keep these notes. And in the future, you're going to want to share these stories. Um, you know, employees love to hear about your successes. They love to feel like they're part of a winning team. But what really, it seems, makes them connect is realizing they're part of something that's strong and has been through hardships. You know, if all they hear is the, the easy success stories, there just seems to be less of a bond. You know, what we're going, what everybody's going through now is going to become part of their history at some point in time. And it's how you deal with this and how you share those stories, I think, for future employees will have a big effect on your company culture. CompTIA, the Managed Print Services Association, Business Technology Association, we've always been about, you know, bettering businesses. And those stories of pains that we've been through are, are absolutely important, right? And I know that personally in my own career, that when I meet a mentor, and, uh, and I've shared stories with all of you and with so many people in the industry that have said, oh, don't worry about it, kid. When I was doing what you're doing at this stage, here's what happened to me, right? And those stories are so important, I think, especially right now. And, and Nancy, maybe you can share with us a little bit, too, about CompTIA's relevance today and where that's going to go post-pandemic. These have been really tough times, but I'm trying to focus on um, the upside of it. And there are a lot of silver linings. And I've been in this industry for 35 years now, and I don't think I've ever been prouder to be part of this industry and to be leading an association um, membership organization than I am now. We put all of our um, initiatives and projects, you know, in the general sense of what was happening in the world on hold. And everything now is focused on responding to this crisis. So I would say three things I'm super proud of. One is pivoting all of our events to digital events. Um, and I learned something from it. Expect the unexpected. Everybody should have a plan B. Um, but we didn't always. You know, we, um, events are a big part of the channel and the business of technology and networking is so important. And we were on the eve of our communities and councils forum. I was actually at a Met Spring training game in Florida on March 8th when I was watching some of the news and how things were accelerating and our CCF annual event was happening in Chicago, kicking off on the 15th, the week later. And I made the decision there that we're gonna have to go online um, for more than anything for the, the safety and the health concerns you know, for attendees. And in a week, we pivoted that event to a virtual event using all the technology that we had. Um, we used Zoom. We actually hosted the event on YouTube, um, which created a great networking forum that surprised me. Um, and we continue to pivot to virtual events. ChannelCon, our big flagship event, will be all online now for three days. And our events team has completely pivoted to virtual. But there's a silver lining to that. We would typically have three to 400 at our events in Chicago and we had 1,600 on the day of broadcast, and wow. we've had more than 3,000 engage in CCF. So I'm trying to look at the upside that we have engaged with folks that don't typically travel, maybe haven't been engaged before. You know, Wes, we typically have about 1,000 people at ChannelCon. Yep. We launched the online registration last week and had 1,000 registrants in three days. 
I know that we'll push 5,000 by the time we get to August. So <laughs> it's actually giving us an opportunity to get our content out to a much wider and broader audience. And all of our content is focused on helping uh, people through. The other thing I'm really proud of is the content that we've been creating and the relationship that we have with our members. Um, they shared six things that they were really concerned about, business continuity and triage through this time, managing a remote workforce, whether it's their own or their clients, cybersecurity, staying close to industry insight, getting the facts and the data, getting financial help and resources, and then to your point, the future. What happens you know, post-COVID-19 um, crisis? What does the future look like for their business and the industry? So all of our content has been focused on that. We stood up a resource hub, covid19.comtia.org. One of the things I want to do, we're running short on time now, and it keeps us on track, is is always like to, you know, to get our guests just to give one piece of advice to everybody listening um, out there today. Uh, my one piece of advice uh, would certainly be if you're not part of an organization, make sure that you do so. I have learned so much. I've received so much, but I've also given back in the contributions that I've done for like the managed print trust mark and other things that it's so important and it's times like this when you find out how really important uh, that is. And, and James, one thing I like about you and Tiger Paw is, you know, you took the stand. It's like, why would I just belong to one? We belong to all three. You have chosen to belong to three organizations versus one. Why is that? There's so many, there's so many aspects to this. Um, where really things started to click for me was when, honestly, when I joined Entrepreneurs Organization, EO, which is a global organization of entrepreneurs. And if I could have a, a time machine to go back in time as a business owner, that's one of the things that I would do is go back and join sooner because so many uh, people operate as an island. And when you realize trails have been blazed before you, there are paths, there are people that are going through similar things to you right now, people that have been through it before, and there's so much to be gained from community. You know, I always told my kids as they were growing up, and I, I still tell them to this day, your peers define you, you know, good or bad, your peers define you who you choose to surround yourself with has an impact on you. And these particular organizations today uh, and other organizations that I belong to as well, I'm, I'm a member of those. We're a member of those as a company because they elevate us because the people we get to interact with, the knowledge that is shared and shared freely. It is amazing if you go to a, a BTA show or a CompTIA show and you're sitting at lunch and you have a business problem and you throw it out at the table, how many people will unsolicit, you know, will, will give you all kinds of advice and input and share stories uh, of their own experience that you can take back. And nobody's trying to charge you a dollar for consulting. It's just given. And so for me, being parts of these organizations is really about that sense of community and belonging and the free transfer of knowledge and not having to try to hack that trail through the jungle on my own every damn day when somebody else says, hey, we've got a path over here if we tried that. And uh, Brent, maybe I can get you to share, you know, sort of one thing, if you had just one piece of advice for our listeners about organizations. I, I would hope that all member dealers of the association and prospective dealers, when they look at BTA, would recognize that this is their association. I mean, I'm an employee, but it's their association, their, their association. They're essentially the owners of the association. And so uh, the dealer channel and the association have remained in sync with one another through these nine decades, and uh, you know we can only be excited and look forward to what's what's to come on the other side of this pandemic. And I think that uh, there'll be a lot of great opportunities. So, 
Well, and I look forward personally to exploring those opportunities with you as a member. And uh, Nancy, maybe we'll give you the last word. If there's uh, one piece of advice you would give uh, the community out there, what would that be? Yeah, well, I think that James and Brent gave uh, excellent advice on why join um, an association and all the benefits of that. My advice would be to schedule some time to engage with that river of information. So, you know, I'm saying now uh, schedule three 30-minute sessions for yourself, two for your river of information and one for your mental health. Spend 30 minutes, you know, on the website, consuming the blogs, listening to a podcast like this, um, going to that COVID-19 resource hub. I'm hearing all the time that people are reading through the white papers and postings and learning something, right? So schedule 30 minutes, you know, a couple of times a week, one at the front end, one on the back end to consume information. I agree with James, like nobody has to go it alone. And I'll also share Tiger Paw as a member, one of their benefits is passing along a discount to their partners in membership. And that promo code is SPJOIN, like Sam Peter Join or Solution Provider Join. Um, so anybody listening now in Tiger Paws Network, please uh, feel free to use that promo code. It gives you $100 off already, a very nominal fee for membership. Well, that's great. And really appreciate that. I'll make sure that we have the links uh, in the blog that's related to this. And I can't thank everybody enough in these uh, important, uh, sometimes troubling times, just how much hope there is uh, both with the community, uh, the technology share, the business practice share uh, that everybody's doing. So thank you for continuing to do that good work. And for all of our listeners, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Tiger Paw Radio. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com podcasts. You can also subscribe through your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.